Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you're a pessimist, change all of those to okay instead. Okay morning. Thank you again for listening to the Something Isn't Right podcast. Well, thank you again for listening to the Something Isn't Right podcast. I know you guys like that weird, deep, creepy shit, so I try to give it to you anytime I get. Not in a weird way again, so I apologize. This has started off weird. Let's restart. <laughs> How's everybody going? How's everybody been? <laughs> Fuck. Let's move on. Let's try you? it a different way. Who are we? Who are, what are, this is a f- before football game chant. Who are we? <laughs> Who are we? We're the same team we were before the game. I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, it's the same thing for any sport. You could literally copy and paste a speech from a movie and take out any of the wording about the specific sport and it would work for any sport. I believe it. Yep. Okay, well, back to what we were talking about today. We are going over some very interesting things, but first and foremost, we are are the Something Isn't Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Christian. I go by C twice. I have my lovely host over here. She'll introduce herself. My name's Diamond. Just Diamond. Just Diamond. That's my real name. That's her real name. I feel like we never tell people our names, but like that's, I didn't choose that name. It was given to me at birth. Her mother, her mother had given it to her directly. Yep. Do you hear like the, is it still doing that? Yep. You want to stop for a second? Um, if it keep, well, it's doing it. I don't know Mm. why. Sorry for the technical delay. Back to what we were saying. You could hear me. Look, look at the distance. I'm I'm pulling up like Steph Curry right now from the distance. I'm not even talking close. Holy guacamole. First and foremost, I did want to give a shout out to our very, 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 very first podcast sponsor. You know who it is? I do. I know. I I would feel stupid if I didn't share it to you and I'm just pulling this out of my booty. (laughs) Okay. Well, the first sponsor is, and as you guys know, I'm quite the nerd. I do like being a, a nerd. I have no problem with being one. And one of the things that I do like doing as far as my nerd time is collecting Funko Pops. If you also enjoy Funko Pops, my good friend over here at the Pop Dungeon, you could check them out on Instagram. You can go to their website directly. Always has a great selection of any new or inbound incoming pops. He was actually the one who I first kind of got started with. I was telling him how I like Dragon Ball Z, and he basically brought me a blue Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan blue Vegeta, like in the box, just not even thinking about it, like, hey, here you go. And my dumbass opened that thing up, and now it's worth like a hundred bucks. So, <laughs> yeah, he put it on here. What'd you put it on? I put it dash? on my dash. I was like so proud to show him off. I, I like, had Bulma on. This my... is my spirit animal, Blue Vegeta. That's my Bulma. Yeah, I had Bulma on my dash. She didn't last long either. But now Christian has a full wall, mm-hmm. a full wall of pops. I got too many pops. I got so many pops. You would think I was that tape that you wrap all the shit in before you ship. It's pretty impressive. I got everything from Dragon Ball Z. Um, I've got a lot of different Pokemon and a lot of just different popular culture. They're pretty funny. Like, the, the my main reason for collecting them is because they do kind of bring that whole nostalgia feel. And they bring back those good memories that you have, whether watching or playing or acting or whatever it may be. And they make perfect gifts, too. Even if somebody doesn't collect pops, if you get them a pop from their favorite show or movie, it's like it's a perfect gift for any time. Yep. So if you guys are already or want to start with Funko Pops, 
go check out the Pop Dungeon. Great place, extremely fast shipping. And if you're local here in Las Vegas, I'll actually even drop it off to you directly. So check it out. Check him out. What is what is something that you guys fear? Well, honestly, I fear board games. <laughs> One board game in specific. And what board game is that that we're talking about today, my dear? We're talking about Ouija boards. <clears throat> Which are terrifying. Very true. I've never played with one. Yes. Christian's never played with one. Never have I ever. And we never plan on playing with one, but we are curious about them. That is true. Um, Ouija boards, I mean... They're also known as spirit boards or talking boards. They've been around for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And before, like, actually kind of trying to research about them, I was very ignorant to them. Well, I'm still ignorant, so I don't know everything about them, how to use them or anything like that, because I never have. But um, I think it's pretty interesting that there's these rituals or... Things, I guess, that we can do to contact something other than the living. Yeah. It's a way to reach out to somebody. Like, and you can't just instant message them. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's crazy. But um, do I do I sound okay? Because I can't really hear myself. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Because I can't hear anything. So I don't know if my voice is, like, influxing. Or... Oh, shit. My headphones are turned up way louder than yours. <laughs> okay. Better? Yeah, that's way better. Okay. Um, so if you live under a rock or you just <laughs> don't know what these are, I'm just, I'm pretty sure everybody does that listens to this podcast, but I'm just going to kind of explain what they look like. So it's just a flat board and they're marked with the letters of the alphabet, the mm -hmm. numbers zero through nine, the words, yes, no, hello, and goodbye. Oh, that sounds way better. And you use a planchette to spell out the words and to overall communicate. Okay. Um, it sucks. Like these boards are some of them, like, especially the antique ones are so pretty. They're like nice, right? They're super nice. I, I like the way that they look. If I wasn't so terrified of these things, I'd probably would have one like in our studio or something just because aesthetically, like, I like the way that they look. They look cool. They have that whole, um, sideshow old you know 40s 50s sideshow circus type feel yeah and like I, that I lady. like that you remember the lady that tells your fortune at the booth the yeah. one what is that is that in uh shazam mm -hmm. or that movie yeah. yeah i love shazam too classic I was well, will be yeah i actually <laughs> i wasn't like looking forward to seeing it when we went to the movies but as i got into it i like i was like oh this is so good ironically that's how we start every movie that has a serial serial has a superhero in it for the most that's part true. i was never big on watching any superhero movies until i started uh dating christian but now i'm like okay yeah, beforehand, she used to watch gangster flicks and root for the bad guy, then turn it off before the end because the bad guy dies. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a 50-cent line. I just really wanted to say uh, it. I was like, what gangster flicks? <laughs> that's what he said. That's they... some G shit, though, right? For you to say that in a song, I watch gangster flicks and root for the bad guy, turn it off before the end because the bad guy died. Come I... on, bro. <laughs> the only kind of film I watch like that is Scarface, but it, just because it's kind of nostalgic for me. Sidebar, one time I came back home. 
And I was like, it was a long ass day of work. I was just like stressed or whatever it was. And I come home and I'm like trying to talk to Diamond. I first thing I do is I walk in, right? She's by herself with the two dogs watching Scarface. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did I walk into? Right into the, what scene was it too? When he was in the bath, when he was in the bathtub, right? He's just talking shit. No, uh, I think it was towards the end when they were, he was like sitting there with like the Coke all over his face. Yeah. But I used to, I mean, I don't know. It, I like that movie. It, I mean, I kind of do like gangster movies. I I like showed Christian American Me so he would get my references. Yeah. When I referenced that. I only knew American Me because of, uh, because of uh, Friday, next yeah. Friday. He's like, the, Not the like, grilled cheese. Well, what did he say? <laughs> I don't want no grilled pass cheese. Pass the wire. Pass the wire. <laughs> Don't it's bilingual. Don't look at me, little puppet. It's bi I said bilingual. There's a difference. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. Back to uh, back to what sorry. we said. We'll call them O boards, just so that we don't encant anything possibly. Right. What what we're gonna say O boards, just because throughout my research, I found that this thing actually named itself. So I don't know if Ouija might be a name for maybe like a spirit or something. So like we said in our previous episode where we're talking about um, the haunted games, three, two out of three of those games, you have to say the person's name over and over again to summon them. So we're just not going to even chance it. Crazy. We don't welcome anything here. Its own, it, it has its own name, right? Made its own name up mm -hmm. and it's seemingly evil, correct? Yeah, I, like, read through so many stories. So when I was trying to find, like, interest, like people's experiences with Ouija boards that were interesting, I kind of wanted to find a good one or a positive one just to kind of, like, play both fields, but I couldn't. Yeah. I, I just feel like these things connect you with, they're either the, the spirits or whatever it is that you're talking to, they're either just really fucking rude and curse people out or they play mind games with them yeah so you like google searched positive experience from o boards and it was like did you mean <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> did you mean positive squeegee experiences and you're like why the fuck do i care about someone having a good time with a squeegee <laughs> that means nothing to me don't kink shame the squeegee yeah that's true the, the squeegee yeah i'm sorry community. i take away I, I don't mean to <laughs> denounce squeegees it's just one of those things it's not necessary if you have a good old-fashioned towel <laughs> okay so basically the whole point of these games is to communicate with the dead ouija boards were com commercially introduced in 1890 by a man named elijah bond um so like i said earlier the board allegedly named itself and it actually helped elijah get his patent for the the board because he was like what should i call this fucking thing portal to evil souls uh that that's not very good on a commercial <laughs> what do you want to be called he just fucking spelled it out in alphabet soup right in front of him and he was like that's great it's like how do i sound this out <laughs> yeah oh, uh, oh, oh and it like spelled it phonetically he's like oh okay um actually it wasn't it didn't tell its name to him it told it to his business partner at the time 
which was his sister-in-law named Helen Peters, but she was also like a well-known medium. Okay. So they went together to uh, apply for this patent and the officer in charge of dispersing, dispersing patents was super skeptical as anybody would be. Yeah. Um, so he asked him to prove that it works. So Elijah and Helen used the Ouija board to figure out the officer's name. Mm -hmm. And doing that, he granted them the patent for the board. Crazy. Yeah. What's what's his name? And it's like, Stephen. (laughs) Good guess, Ouija. Good good, good guess, O-board. Good job. (laughs) But also, I feel like that wouldn't be too hard to figure out beforehand. (laughs) And then, like, have that set up. Just do a little research there. Like, all right, well, this is his name. So let's move our fingers slightly to over. Yeah, no, it'll work just fine. Um, So after this patent, the family became really successful from selling these boards. And as it became more and more popular, obviously their profit kept increasing and all of the early investors, except for Helen, wanted to be at the forefront of this name. So they wanted to be known for bringing the O boards into families. Do anything for clout, clout. Do anything for clout. Right. They wanted the clout, as the youth say. Youth of the nation. Uh, She, Helen, when I say she, she didn't want anything to do with the board after a while because it was causing so much conflict in her family. And um, like I have later on in my notes and in stories, you'll kind of see a pattern. What a lot of times what this board does is predict things to gain your trust. Yeah. So it will tell, it'll either predict things or guess things. And so you're like, oh my God, this thing is, it's real, like it's really working. And then once it has your trust, it'll start messing with you. Yeah. So it's, it's the same. It's a bait and switch. Yeah, basically. Oh, sorry, I need cold brew, cold brew break. You sound like uh, the beginning of that My Hump song. It's close. You Actually, you're not doing a bad job. Thanks. Okay. So, so <laughs> this isn't the time to talk about your lady. Did you say lady lumps or humps? The world will never know. Let Just us like know. how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? People have done that though. No, they haven't. There's no consistency in the size of the lick. There's, there's no legit independent study. This is all bullshit. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. So some Civil War family heirlooms went missing from Helen's home, according to her grandson. The board. indicated a family member so it was like 50 50 with the fam at that point half of them believed it was bs including heaven heaven (laughs) helen but the other half believed the board so it ended up like tearing her family apart that's terrible who stole the heirlooms in this some dumb head some dumb head (laughs) some dumb head walked back over there and he was like hey let's ask the board maybe we should ask it and then they all listen (laughs) Uh, that's shitty though because these boards too they take a liking to certain people and they just hate other people Mm -hmm. so it could have just been somebody in their family that he just like didn't like and he was like he took them yeah what was that guy one time that this shit isn't real (laughs) i don't give a shit about this and he was like thomas (laughs) took the heirlooms (laughs) it was thomas that's basically what happened to my mom but we'll get to her story later Okay, so 
So it tore her family apart, and after this, Helen took all of her stock out of the company. She didn't want anything to do with the boards anymore. So for the rest of her life, she warned people about the boards, and up until the day she died, she told people not to play with it because it lies. Yeah. So that was the end of the Bond family owning these boards. So this guy who's going to come into play... His name's William Fold, and he was an entrepreneur who ran the marketing for the board. Um, and eventually he took over the whole company. He's basically like, if you want to envision someone, not like physically, but he's basically like the, a real life embodiment of the dude from the Monopoly game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so he, in 1919, so he took over the whole company and it was like, it was like booming for these boards. Like this was the time to like, everybody was buying them. Um, in 1919, he cut his brother out of the company completely. <laughs> I couldn't okay. find out why, but this guy just kind of sounds like, a, I mean, I don't want to say he sounds like a piece of shit because a lot of people who are like CEOs and companies and are super, super successful, they're cutthroat like this. That's how you get to the top. Unfortunately. Sociopaths. Yeah, basically, yeah. if you're going to if you're going to cut out your own brother, like, come on. So the sales were super crazy that year because of the world war going on and the flu epidemic. Mm -hmm. um, William Fold continued to open factories and he even opened the biggest one, which was three stories in Baltimore after the Obor told him to prepare for big business. That was like a big deal back then. Three-story factory. They're like, did you see the new factory they're building over in Baltimore? It's like, three stories. He's like, Jay Willikas, that's huge. I like that. The only thing you're missing is, mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that little cigar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound like what they made the penguins sound like in original Batman series. Uh, yeah. So... Okay, this is where things get weird. In 1927, he went up to the roof to supervi supervise a flagpole. Of what the hell is wrong with me? It's all right. You said super fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought okay. I mean. In 1927, he went up to the roof to supervi supervise a flagpole being replaced. Why can't I say supervise? He's not. I mean, what? was the thing that made him want to go upstairs he was like i need to make sure this flagpole's done correctly sounds like one of those guys <laughs> well that was his mistake so according to one of the workers he was standing near the edge of the near the edge and supporting himself with an iron pole well i guess with the pole the flagpole for support and then it suddenly pulled away and he fell backwards it was like psych like a legit final destination uh, he managed to grab hold of a seal of a open window, which suddenly closed on his fingers. That's fucking crazy. It was just like, finish him. <laughs> 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 that was the best time to use that. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. So obviously he fell and he broke several several ribs but he was expected to survive they were like he's cool he's fractured every rib in his body so on the way to taking him to the hospital they hit a bump on the road which made one of his fractured bones actually go through his heart what and that's how he died <laughs> his family they're they, his brother's like what do you do you have a comment they're asking him the news they're like do you have a comment on your brother's death and it's like <laughs> 
If he dies, he dies. How did I know? How did I know? In 1966, the family sold the business to the Parker Brothers, and then later it was bought by Hasbro, who still owns Ouija, the O-Board. And I think uh, the Parker Brothers, too, aren't they like a toy conglomerate originally, too, or some shit like that? I'm not that? sure. Probably. I think, so. I think so. Fisher Parker? Is that a real company, or I make that up in my head? I don't know. It sounds familiar, so maybe. Um. So, like I was saying earlier, how the boards were... The sales for the boards were booming because of the war and the flu or the, the yeah, flu epidemic that was going on. Yeah, the Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. Yeah. Um, the reason, I mean, it makes sense. All the deaths that the Civil War created brought a widespread desire to contact the dead. Yeah. Um, everybody lost somebody or lost someone. There were fathers, sons, grandfathers, uncles, cousins. Friends, anything. Friends, exactly. Um, many families had to cope with the fact that the bodies of their loved ones will never be recovered. So uh-huh. that's even, you know, finding out that your family member or, you know, friend, whoever, someone close to you died, and then you can't even make your peace with them, and you never know what happened to their bodies. Like, that just tears me up. Isn't that, isn't that also, like, part of, like, burial? The burial process entails... It's part of grieving. Yeah, well, not just grieving. I just mean, like... Let's say theoretically, when it when it comes down to the burial process, that's our way of putting the spirit or the body or the soul at rest in this world so it can pass on to the next. Right. Different cultures, you know, they put coins over their eyes or they, whatever they may do. If they didn't want them to do this and they put that in them and however they buried them or did those all had some relevance or I guess information that made it so that they could pass on whatever way they were supposed to. So I feel like if they don't get that burial too, they're probably just walking, just walking around in limbo. Well, that's what, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. And that's why a lot of places like my hometown in San Antonio where the Alamo and, you know, the Battle of the Alamo and all that stuff happened. That's why it's so haunted because, you know, a lot of those, they weren't laid to rest. Same thing with this. Imagine if all of the, the spirits out there, the reason why that they're spirits is because they didn't get a proper burial. Yeah, it could be. I mean... That's just a lot. That's, that's probably why there's certain hotspots in America that are like really haunted, like Gettysburg. And- Savannah, Georgia. You talked about that one. Savannah, Georgia was a huge war town in the, in the South. Yeah, I did a uh, one of my TikTok videos. I did like the top 20 most haunted cities in America that Yelp, Yelp made the list. And Savannah, Georgia was number one. And the, all the, the places in California all just it, had... It was like, like 10 cities were like in California, like half the list. Those Most of those places are places where murders or deaths occurred in cold blood too. Yeah. So it's a similar premise to what a war death would be. Well, um, so the reason for, obviously for people buying those boards was to give them answers that nobody else could. Yeah. Um, they gave people peace of mind because they couldn't get their answers any other way. Yeah. Mediums were also used very much. Um, but I think a lot of people learned, leaned more towards the O boards because it was in front of them instead of somebody like, you know, somebody can tell them anything. Yeah. You could manipulate that, manipulate it. You think about ease of use. Those are probably easier to yeah, use. You, Cause a lot of people, that's why too, a lot of people don't are like so reluctant to go to therapy is because you have to be vulnerable with somebody. Yeah. Vers- that's why a lot of those apps are doing good because you can do it in the comfort of your own home, Yeah. which is the same kind. I mean, it's not the same thing. I don't want to say that, but it like the same premise, I guess is 
you're being vulnerable, but you can do it on your own versus in front of somebody. It's easier to expose yourself, your vulnerability to a machine than it is to a person. Um, or a, a thing than it is to a person. I also wonder if like mediums weren't as trusted during this time just because there was like a whole like Harry Houdini spent a lot of his lives a lot of his lives a lot of his life trying to debunk mediums mm -hmm. and he they would hold like ceremonies and he would invite people to come watch so he could debunk these. I don't know like the history word for word or any of the dates, but I wonder if that was going on around the same time. And fun fact, you know for a fact now, but do you know what day that Houdini died? What day? Halloween. <laughs> that would be crazy for that to be your death date, like to die on Halloween. His his wife, it was actually really sad because I guess they had like a pact and um, he like... I guess maybe, I don't know if it was like a secret or there was something that he was supposed to say that nobody else would say. So she would know during the ceremony that it was him coming through and the medium wasn't bullshitting her. So she yeah. would try I think she tried every Halloween until she died. Really? Yeah. And she never got through to him. That's smart though. A secret word. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not. I mean, don't come for me. I'm not completely 100% sure when I, like, heard about this. It's been a while, but we can probably do an episode on that, too. It's probably do a couple. His whole life is fucking super interesting. Yeah, he died a really shitty way, too. So, Ouija boards remained popular for a while. They even outsold the Monopoly game. That's crazy. Until 1973 when The Exorcist was released. <laughs> Duh. Everyone was scared as fuck. That movie is terrifying. I've seen it a few times, but when I was little, I've, I won't watch it now. Any movie that, like, questions something that you use every day is inadvertent. It's inadvertently scary and also scary just by... It's fucking scary because it's something that you do every day. So, like, if it's about something that, like, could possibly occur in regular life there isn't no extraneous circumstance or anything like that you know there isn't like you aren't on an island and there's a big uh, ape or some shit because most people can't see themselves in that but a lot of people when that came out a child in a bed and they you know they were cursed and they were having this it was all contained in a house it was all something that was real to people because it's something that could happen to them yeah especially like because it was so, it was so much more like acceptable to bring that over to like a sleepover or a date night. Yeah. And this was like the first really big negative, um, I don't know, like, what would you say? Like, yeah, it's the first negative conditioning towards it. People didn't give a fuck about swimming, but then Jaws came out. Do you know how many people were That's scared to true. go swimming after Jaws came out? That's true. And then you could literally probably sit on a beach and just play the theme song and people wouldn't want to swim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mm -hmm. swim. I still don't like to go in the ocean. <laughs> I, didn't I got even... my ass kicked by the ocean in Hawaii. Yeah, you, went to the, <laughs> you also went to the part of Hawaii that has like the deepest shelf possible. It's like... 13 feet to 70 immediately. I know. Christian kept telling me not to walk out far. He was like, you can't see. And I kept doing it. And then a, a huge wave knocked me off of my feet first. And then Kate, when I stood up, it came back and hit me and then knocked my top off. Yeah. 
Both of her titties fell out right in front of her brother. It was embarrassing for both of us. Darren was like, cover them. And I was like, baby, across the beach, cover your titties. Oh my God. Everyone sees your boobies. Okay, let's get back on track. Um, but yeah, the so the exorcist is what really scared people away from playing. And rightfully so, because mm-hmm. you are contacting or talking to something. Yeah, it was a scary fucking movie, too. Imagine that then. Like, yeah. That was an amazing... That's a scary movie now, and we're conditioned to evil or shit now. Yeah. Back then, that's, that's like right at the very beginning of serial killers. That's true, and it's right at the beginning of, like, horror genre really getting into that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I remember, like, when I was super little and the first Scream came out, mm-hmm. I remember my mom in the kitchen talking to, like, my aunts or somebody and saying, like... Like they were gonna watch it and they're like, oh, this is supposed to be like the scariest movie, blah blah blah. And now we like have that movie on just in the background. Like, yeah, it's like a it's joke. Not scary. What's your favorite scary movie? So that a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. It kind of sounds like Mike Lazowski. <laughs> okay. That's not. That's not the lady with the the flippy hair. Yeah. The slug lady. Yeah, I forgot her name. So people have actually blamed the Ouija board for their murders. There's a few cases, but this is the one that I found the creepiest. So, the murder of Brian Roach. He's a former mayor of Minko, Oklahoma. Shout out Minko. I don't know where that's at. Minko, Oklahoma. Um, his mother-in-law, Carol Sue L. Baker. Killed him in 2001. Fuck. Carol, Brian, his wife, and his two daughters were all in the house that night. Carol was playing with the Ouija board um, with Brian's wife, her daughter, and their two daughters while he was asleep. Carol stabbed Brian in the chest and tried to kill the youngest daughter, which I believe she was 10 years old at the time, because she said they were both evil. The wife took the knife and hid it and left with her mom and the two children. That's crazy. Carol was driving and wrecked the car into a road sign in an attempt to kill all of them. She broke both of her ankles. After getting out of the car, she tried to push the older daughter into traffic, but she failed. Despite her injuries, she took off all her clothes, jumped over the highway medium barrier, and ran into a wooded area. Police found her hiding in the woods, and the wife was charged with accessory to murder. A lot of different ways you can go with that. There's so many fucked up things that you just said. It's just like, okay, so let's talk about it from a non-paranormal okay. outlook. I'll talk, I'll let's speak on something that I, I think that you're familiar with. I've talked to you about how I've broken my leg and my ankles, right? Yeah. All right, well. Christian broke his ankle really ugly. Like, when he told me about how he broke his ankle, like, I cringed. Have you ever seen one? So- <laughs> My ankle broke so loud, they thought they they basically hit two hammers together. It sounded like what people used to make a gunshot work, those fake metal things. That's what the noise from the bones breaking. I imagined it. Like, have you ever hold a bunch of celery and then like that yeah or you just get like the thickest you get the thickest italianist pasta you could find and it's it's raw pasta just noodles and then you just take a big fucking sledgehammer and put a big stack and that's what it sounded like it was gross okay but back to what i was saying so i broke both or i broke my ankle like a significant break i did a 360 on a planted foot so i basically had to have my whole thing put back together 
But that's without being said. So when I did break it, you're you're talking about her like specifically. She broke both of her legs. I only broke one of my legs. I remember it being so fucking hard to take off my shorts, my rugby shorts that I was wearing at that time. And and like position and and put and maneuver my legs so that I can potentially take off my oh, shorts. I couldn't even imagine. I had to like lift my leg up with my knee. I, I it hurt so bad, but at the same time I was in shock because there's like a certain amount of pain that your body can actually handle. Yeah. And then I think once you reach that threshold, it just feels like that. There's no higher or lower. Your body's just like, all right, here comes the adrenaline. You'll deal with it. So you're in pain and you're just wired as fuck, just wide awake. But it's extremely hard to take off your clothes, right? So this lady broke both of her fucking legs, just stripped butt-ass naked immediately, right? And took off. Yeah, and then continued to run on her broken fucking ankles, right? So imagine somebody like this. Just so creepy. Yeah. So she's running on stumps, basically, and her feet are just dangling in her, in her like, like a cape almost behind her. And she runs into the woods butt-ass naked. See, that's the thing that... That's the thing where I kind of believe something maybe paranormal happened to her because for one when I first read the story I was like when I first started reading the story before I got to that part I was like okay she obviously just used that as a scapegoat like you know this board told me they were evil and she probably just you know cohabitated like this plan with her daughter to Mm -hmm. I don't know kill him for insurance how they tried to explain it rationally yeah right but then I'm like okay well is it possible that she had like that much adrenaline to run on her broken ankles and but then I'm like okay why would she want to kill her own granddaughters in the process her own daughter risking herself and then on top of that like how long does adrenaline last in your body to where she like lived through all that and then still ran away butt naked butt naked like i (laughs) her old grandma titties just flopping everywhere disgusting i just think that's I, i mean i don't watch movies that have to do with people being possessed but i have seen my fair share and of like clips and stuff i won't watch movies like that which is weird because I love scary stuff, but I don't really like scary movies. But my thing is, like, if a lot of those times when people are possessed, they can go through, like, all this physical pain yeah. and they're fine, but it's because something else taken over their body. So maybe something did get to her. Yeah. I uh, mean, I mean, if this situation happened exactly how it was written, I'm going to tell you, if it happened to me, even with adrenaline... Even if Oklahoma is over there cooking the best fucking meth they've ever made in the history of crystal meth, I do not think that this is possible. And I've seen those videos on YouTube where dudes are just twacked and they're just eating bullets and shit. But most of the time, it's like a nine mil and they got hit in the shoulder. Yeah. It's not they're running on two broken ankles, climbing trees with broken foots, butt naked. And, a, and an old woman at that, like yeah, an no, older that's woman. What, that's what makes it creepier. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was, like, a man, like, maybe in his 30s or 40s, like, or even a woman in their 30s or 40s, yeah. okay, or 20s, whatever. But an older lady, like, how is she, how did she do all this? We talked about, I think we talked about it on here, that older dude that, like, basically rage-fucked that person and was blinded by his anger and completely forgot what he did. 
Oh, yeah. It was a story. <laughs> no, it wasn't on here. I <laughs> I told Christian this story because it messed me up so much. I had to, he was my outlet. <laughs> yeah, she just had to put the burden on my shoulders. I was listening to Mysterious Universe, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And there was a story and it was about a man who was possessed. I don't remember the story word for word. This is probably about like a year ago. But basically the gist of the story is there's two neighbors and the man went out. One of the neighbors went outside and this man was just like on a rampage. Like he was just like blinded with rage. He was like an animal with rabies. He beat the shit out of this man to where he was unconscious. And his family is outside watching the man who got beat up because they're worried and they're trying to help him. But this man is just like unstoppable. If a grown man can't stop him. He's a fucking juggernaut at this point. His daughters are not going to be able to stop him. It was his daughters. So the man that is possessed with rage rapes the other man in front of all of their kids. In front of the house, even. In front of the house. he Like, like on his front fucking porch, he basically. He stripped off his clothes and raped this unconscious man. And then the man wakes up. They both wake up in the hospital. And the man that was fueled with rage doesn't remember anything. At all. And he was, he like cried to the family. Like he was so ashamed and disgusted with himself. Yeah. He didn't show the, he didn't show like what the common indicators were for people who are sociopaths or psychopaths or anything like that. And that's why the story was like such, like, it was so weird was because he's never had any history of these tendencies. Nobody knows what happened to him. He doesn't remember the incident at all. It was just, it was just really ugly. And the guy forgave him. He ended up forgiving him, which, He's a much better person than me. But anyways, so yeah, so that's just one of them. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, there's a bunch of stories of people committing murder murders and saying it was because they played with an O-board. Yeah. Fuck. So there's a few studies um, that have, well, actually, a lot of people have studied um, Ouija boards and you know, try to figure out what the phenomenon is, if if it's just in our brain, if it is something um, influencing people, or, you know, if it's just people moving it themselves. Yeah. So the one that I found super interesting was from the University of British Columbia's Visual Cognitive Lab. It focused on how the board revealed layers of the conscious and subconscious thought. Okay. One case of participants were asked yes or no questions, both verbal and nonverbal, so they just used the board. Okay. Um, 50% of the questions that were answered correctly on their, were, that were answered on their own, like verbally, were correct. Okay. But when they believed a higher power was guiding them through the board... They, that stat jumped up to 65%. So you unlock some super subconscious, amazing intellect where you can just attach things that you couldn't normally say. Yeah, so, yeah, it went up 15%. So there was a significantly more successful... They were significantly more successful at answering these questions. And I tried to find what questions they were, but I mean, it wasn't any of the studies. If you break it down, that's a 30% jump based off of belief. It's just weird to like, so we don't know specifically what our subconscious is. So I don't know, maybe this thing gave like their subconscious that confidence and maybe they trusted like their gut feeling more, but also in the same breath, how do we know that 
our subconscious isn't a, I guess, like... A channel? A channel for something else to influence us. It probably is. I mean, you think about the advertisements and media and art. Like, they don't do it to your conscious, obviously. Like, food, you know? The colors, the, the psychology that goes into it. They look at certain colors, like red and yellow are the two best colors for hunger. Look at all the restaurants that have those at those main colors. That's true. Right? Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, McDonald's, In-N-Out Burger, all of those places. It's studies, and they've done it basically to see what your subconscious actually, I guess, how to control it. Same with any type of advertising. It's the exact same scenario. It's it's like we have this outer receptor that that is only obtainable if you attack it in a certain way. Right. That makes sense. It's just weird to me. I mean, we'll probably never know what exactly our subconscious is, but it's the same, like, it's just as confusing to me as, like, our dreams. Yeah. Because there's sometimes I have dreamed about things, and I'm like, I in no way, shape, or form have ever wanted that. Or it's, like, completely random, like, why am I even dreaming about that? But, I mean, nobody even knows why we dream either. So I thought that study was interesting because it did show that it obviously help them answer better mm-hmm. but they couldn't give a they can't quantify the information exactly they can't give you like a specific answer onto oh it was something in the board talking to them or it was like a placebo effect mm-hmm. that gave them confidence yeah they talk like on that movie um what is it the the limitless movie like it, it talks about unlocking parts of your brain I wonder if it, it goes within that realm too. Like, you know, that certain inaccessible memory that you have, like they talk about people who are, and this is what I was trying to say. So they talk about people who are victims of something horrible and how their subconscious allows them to either splinter off and create another version of themselves that'll protect them or basically suppress the information so that they don't realize it ever happened yeah. or or any of those things that's used as a way to to, to be like a backup plan if something is so drastically horrible that it'll affect your daily, you know, well-being or way of life. And, and our brain does that automatically. Yeah. Right? So we even crazy. we even make our I mean, they talk about people like how our brain works. They talk about people who are habitual liars and how eventually their lies, like the ones that they've told long time ago, basically turn themselves into concrete facts in yeah. their head. So they believe what they're saying. They legitimately think and they can be offended or they can, you know, feel or care or whatever else based off of their own lies. No, yeah, it's true. A lot of people believe their own lies. And that's why um, lie detector tests can be manipulated, too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like that. So I just thought that was cool not to bore you guys with the whole brain thing. But I'm just fascinated with our brain and our mind. So I have a few stories. I actually asked my mom to send me over her experiences because um, I haven't heard these recently. But when I was younger, um, my mother told me these specifically because she did not want me to play with these games. And if you've listened to... It worked. Yeah, it worked. I never played with one because they scared the crap out of me. But um, these stories that I'm about to tell you guys. If you listen to our episode... Uh, when we have my friend Randall, I kind of talk about um, when I was younger, I used to see a man that looked like my father. And 
Um, well, you can listen. I don't want to go over that whole thing again, but so I can see why my mom didn't want me to maybe invite something else into my life. So I never, yeah, because you have that, you already have that, that familiarity with it, that know? sensitivity to something. Mm-hmm. Um, She's so like, nah, you don't need, you don't need those. I've never been around one anytime anybody like has any indication that they wanted to play with one even i remember one time i was probably like 12 or 13 when i used to hang out with those group of girls i always tell you about um they were just crazy but they what i remember one time they wanted to like take one and like go downtown downtown super haunted in san antonio and play a ouija board and i was like take me home yeah i'm cool (laughs) no thank you that's what they should do as a kid instead of like having dare I mean, don't get me wrong, for children development, they're not cool. But, I mean, as an adult, you still remember those things. They they make fun of them all the time in popular culture and whatever. But they should be like, don't play with O-boards. D-P-O-B. Don't play with... That's what they should have. They should have a program that tells us not to do those things. I don't think they need dare it is now, different. nowadays. <laughs> In like the twenties, that's when they had this. That's have, what it was for. I don't think. I think more people are. I don't think people really mess with these things. I mean, some might. I know, like, there's other ways to um, contact them to contact spirits or whatever you want outside of a Ouija. But there's like uh, pendulums and. Things like that. Anything that can resonate, whatever energy is being yeah. you know, quantified and, that I mean, way. I'm ignorant to all that. So I don't know how to use that stuff. I don't want to use that stuff. If, like, you do and it's, like, something that helps you. Because I know some people, like, use those things and it's, like, a positive impact on their life. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying for me specifically. Yeah, we just want to stay blind to it completely. Yeah, I'd rather stay ignorant to it. Okay, so my mom has two stories. And these happened to her when she was younger. All right, let me pull up the thing. Okay, so growing up, never been much of a drinker, but I liked altered states, so ganja. (laughs) I guess that's where I get it from. Nice. In high school, I had a friend who was older than me and started to play around with these things. She told me the things it would say. I was like, girl, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, you're crazy. She would tell me she could play with Bob. That was the board's name. Oh, we didn't talk about that. So usually when you use one of these boards, they are a specific spirit or whatever it is, and they'll tell you its name or the name that they want you to think it goes so, by. for all we know, he just wanted to go by that, but his real name is Roboito. <laughs> can't even say it. <laughs> Roboito. Um, every board has a name. So she told me how crazy it was that he was always right. He would tell her things from her past that would happen and he would predict things. So in a sense, they would happen, kind of hooking her. So like I was talking about in the beginning, it gains your trust. But then he would twist things, scary things. They would say scary things. So you get addicted to knowing. Yeah. So she, so she came over and so she was like, come over and I'll show you. And I was like, okay, laughing emojis <laughs> so her room was in the back of the house she shared it with her sister so my friend and i smoked a little outside and she pulled the board out from under her bed 
I would not want to be high doing that. It would just make me that much more paranoid. Or store it under your bed. And she like took it out of her fucking floorboard like Jumanji. You just hear You're like, I don't fucking want to play. I, I don't want to play. Do you hear that? Or is that just me? Because I don't want to fucking play. There's an elephant. Especially if you're high. Like, yeah, I would hear that more. I probably yeah. hear that just being high. Like, I wouldn't, there's nothing there. I'd imagine all that shit for all I know. She could not have it out when her parents were home. They would tell her to get rid of it. One day after we were high again, her parents came home early from evening mass. He, and her dad lost it. I have never seen this great, super nice man like this. Never. And I was there almost every day. Yeah, us stoners. I will never forget <laughs> his words after he was after he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell like that, but that's a portal. Doors that should never be open. I agree with him. Shit. I agree with him too. Okay. He was a God fearing man. So she pulled it out from under her bed. We sat on the floor, crisscrossed crisscross legs facing each other that's another way that's a channel you gotta sit indian style not only that like i didn't even think about it um on our haunted games episode you know how with the midnight man you have to play it with a wooden door mm -hmm. i wonder if that's why they make these out of wood yeah and then they have i guarantee the reticle is a crystal or glass the yeah. The, the, the planchet? Yeah, sometimes they're like a crystal. That's what I'm saying. That's a one way to channel resonant energy. If the if that if what you're saying is true, if there's a true science behind it, then there's a legitimate material needed for that, you know? Like that's why you say the thing with the crystals, how they move or whatever. Yeah. Or like in those in the reticle, it's the glass that channels a certain resonance, or the crystal that does the same exact thing. They all have a they're all easier for those things to occupy or or physically you know manifest yeah she put bob between her legs bob is the board so she started to tell me about oscar her fish the fish every time they would get a new fish oscar would kill it she's like bob told her that oscar likes to dance with the devil she's like every time i put on diary of a madman from ozzy osbourne <laughs> He swims up and down his tank. She's like, look at him. And I did. And Oscar was just in his tank doing what fishes do. <laughs> He's just chilling. He's like, what up, bro? <laughs> so she's like, I'll show you. And told her little sister to put on Diary of a Madman. And so I'm waiting and the song starts. And Oscar starts swimming fast in circles around the tank. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oscar was doing his dance. My friend says, put your hands on Bob's. So she told me how many fingers to and very and to touch it very lightly. She was like, Bob, what is Oscar doing? And he responded, dancing with the devil. Okay, side note, I don't believe that it was the actual D word. I a lot of times these things like to use his name to scare you. But I think he has better things to do than to dance <clears throat> with a fish. It's not like on South Park where he just goes wherever the episode needs. Yeah. He's not just, yeah. He's not taking all three um, terrible serial killers and using them like three stooges. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> for his 16th birthday. I remember the episode. 
she's like, Marianne, ask it something only you know in your head. So I was like, okay. In my head, thinking of a question, I ask, what's my father's name? The board freaking spelled my dad's name. My friend is like, what did you ask it? And I told her. She's like, see, I told you. So we put, so we sat back and we were talking about her curiosity and how she reads things that she knows that she shouldn't and that she loves God, but she's very curious. She did say something about God again. I can't remember specifically what. We were both very much altered. <laughs> That's a nice just high it. That's the worst fucking time to talk about religion. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we put our heads back. We put our hands back on the board and it spelled out, put me up. My friend looks at me and asks, what did you ask him? I was like, I didn't ask him anything. Mind reader. She's like, Bob, why do you want us to put you up? And it spelled God. I was like, that's it. We were not playing. We are not playing. We did not have our hands on the board. He was still between our legs. Fuck. So I'm like, so I'm an, I've been an artist my whole life, which my mom has. She's painted and like made woodwork since I was little. Um, so you could only imagine what I thought was behind the thin veil. Just imagine what was reading my thoughts and what was listening to our conversation about God. What was dancing with Oscar? Just imagine. No, thanks, Mom. I don't want to. Yeah, first off, Oscar, why aren't you just chilling? <laughs> if I was a fish, Named I would just Oscar. be swimming inside my little skull. Oscar, also, I mean, why would you name your fish Oscar? Uh, I don't know. Also, I know one Oscar in my life. I can't think of anybody I know named Oscar. Oscar the Grouch. Well, I mean, I don't know him personally. I know an Oscar the Grouch, and I asked him, I said, why do you live in a trash can? What did he say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You remember that Chappelle show where he was, oh, no. he's like, he's like, Oscar, why are you such a grouch? And he's like, ah, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> okay, and this is a second story for my mom. So when I was in ninth grade, I was in band with my older sis. Yeah, it was awesome. You become family with the people you spend your mornings and after school with. Groups always together, growing up, learning things, helping each other out. Um, so we would go to this girl's house and she was always talking about her board. My point, how my point is on things. This is before the whole Oscar thing. Oh, so this story happened before Oscar. Shit, so she knew all about this. My mom's just... That's a weird... Hold on. Why? I didn't even realize that. So why did, if this happened, what you're about to say, why did you want to, to see what was going to happen after that? Well, let's see. So crazy. So they pull it out. She played often. Can't remember all the stories, but the one everyone says over and over is mind reading and how they answer everything so on point. Mm -hmm. So we were young and this was new. I heard about it from a family member who warned me. She was like, Marianne, if you ever come across a board, never play with it. <laughs> she fucking never listen to your parents like every scary movie ever. Yeah, exactly. It's addictive and it will mess up your life. She told me she got hooked playing with it and it tells you things that are true, but it also plays with you. She told me it would follow her and it made her see devils and people with eyes missing. Oh, no. No. No, no, no. I see people <laughs> with no ojos. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about my family like that. I just I figured a little Spanglish came into play. Um, 
I might want to put some Constantine shit. Yeah, that's a good ass movie. Great actor. Yeah, Great actor. I love that movie. She looked so scary telling me. I guess thinking of what it revealed it, it what it revealed to her from playing, she said it would pinch her. Ew. <laughs> That's like the most naggy shit you could possibly do, too. I wonder if all this happened at, like, my grandma's old, old house, the house I lived with my grandma and my mom, because so much weird stuff happened at that house. But it's also, like, very close to downtown San Antonio, which is very haunted just because of the war. You know what they say. What? Spooky stuff happens in the middle of San Antonio. <laughs> Um, okay, so getting back to the after-school extracurricular activities. So, oh, that's so funny. That kind of, like, played, like, perfectly. Anyways, so these guys are playing, and I was like, yeah, how much power can this board have? Even though my family member told me and my friend was bragging about it, I had an attitude about it. <laughs> so when these guys were playing it, now, mind you, I'm on the other side of the room, not aware, not anywhere near the board. In my head, I said that this is such bullshit and it's fucking stupid. How, how is this thing? How fucking this? How fucking that? Dropping the F-bombs in my head. Not paid. Also, Jesus. my mom was like 14. And I, that's like, that's when like you, when... <laughs> you get introduced to cuss words. Yeah. yeah. No, I told you. I was like so ridiculously scared of my mom that I didn't cuss until I was 13. Then I just became the most foul-mouthed kid out of all my friends. <laughs> you still are. I'm still... I don't have any friends, but I'm still foul-mouthed. Not paying much attention to what the guys are freaking out about. I can't remember word for word, but somehow along, somehow along this way, the guys were, the guys were saying, "Why is it cussing at us?" I was like, "Wait, what?" Remember, I'm dropping the f bombs. One guy said, "It told us fuck you." I was like, "Oh damn, can it hear me?" So I was like, <laughs> "Let me see if it's talking to me." with the guys playing and freaking out. So I said, no, fuck you, in my head. And it spelled, no, fuck you. <laughs> you're just having a fucking, you're just having a brain wall this with a board. This <laughs> I said, no, fuck you. I was Asian more so, but yeah. whatever. The guys are freaking out and they all look scared, LOL. I was like, no way, in my head. I said, no, fuck you. Oh my guys, the, oh my God, the guys yell and said, it said, no, fuck you. But imagine what's going on in their heads. <laughs> yeah, I played with the board once and it told me, fuck you over and over. That's crazy. I left the building. Marianne has left the building. That's what she said. <laughs> it was crazy because I was on the other side of the room, not even playing. And that's why I call it a mind reader. It heard my thoughts. It knew what you were saying. You were just having mental checkers back and forth. Because you're basically just saying, fuck you. I, I yeah, they were just like, fuck you. And my mom was like, no, fuck you. And the, <laughs> the board was like, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Did she just say, fuck me twice? <laughs> Did you hear that shit? All right, be you better respond to that shit, bro. <laughs> so spirits talking. I was like, this harlot. <laughs> how dare be called, telleth me, fucketh you. I was really patient, but you mentioned how, what kind of power does this board have? And it reminded me this motherfucker just pulls a scouter. Deet, 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 deet. 9,000. <laughs> no, but I think, um, like how we talked about how some people are more sensitive than others. And that's why certain people experience things 
and so like let's just say there's a haunted house and one person went in saw all this crazy stuff but then somebody else goes in doesn't see anything yeah i feel like it's the same thing with the board yeah it's the same as genetics we all have different things that we're strong at and different things that we aren't strong at and this is probably one that plays into it yeah so my mom told me those stories when i was little and it was enough to scare me into never playing with one or or letting my curiosity get the best of me to to play with one never okay so we have i have two more stories left and you can read these i just got these from reddit and i thought they were creepy yeah my mom just she just told me that chuck e cheese was only for birthdays (laughs) yeah we both have stories about that yeah so i thought that till i was 24 Apparently, you can go to Chuck E. Cheese whenever you want. Until I, until like we drove, we lived by a Chuck E. Cheese, and he had said something about how you could only go on your birthday, and I was like, no, you can go whenever. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Yeah, that's cool. I'm pretty sure it was my mom. I, I, I don't know. Your was... mom's really convincing, though. Like she was I like, can... it's, it's only birthdays. But your mom this is in sales. Yeah, too, she is. So I can, I would, if your mom told me that today, I'd probably believe her. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But my parents did the same thing. My mom, my dad, uh, what's one thing that you helped me realize? Oh, my mom, my mom convinced me I was allergic to Captain Crunch until I was like 25 years old. For hella long. She was like, nah, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm allergic. And you were, I'm just like, you can't fucking just be allergic to Captain (laughs) Crunch. There's like no different. It's like they, they use beets. And so you're allergic to beets, but no, it's the same fucking cereal, just a different shape. Well, it's because when I was, Captain Crunch was like my favorite cereal. That's all I ever wanted to eat when I was little. And then I had broke out in like really, really bad hives, like all over my body. And they have to like take to the hospital and stuff. And I don't remember what the doctors are saying, but my mom told me it was because of Captain Crunch. Yeah. So, so then she just, just took the rest it. of my life. I never ate Captain Crunch. She took you into the doctor and she was like, oh, she was eating Captain Crunch before we came in. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to take the shot. Yeah, baby. It's because you ate Captain Crunch that all this happened. We're not going to be able to get it for you anymore. And your mom looked over and she was like, you just pounded Captain Crunch left and right as a child. That's what happened. Probably. She's like, she needs to lay off. The- we need a, this is getting ridiculous. Seven boxes of Captain Crunch in one week is a lot. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> let's wrap it up and finish with these stories. Okay, back to the stories. Okay. Did you hear them, by the way? The dogs? Yeah. No. Why were they barking? I don't know. I can't hear that well that I, when I have these over. But this is from Reddit user Midwest Mel. So thank you for the submission, Midwest Mel. In the early 70s, in an old house on the coast of Maryland, my parents played with another couple after their Pinocchio game had ended. At the suggestion of their friends. So their friends were like, hey, you, you want to play with an old board? They're like, say less. It was in the 70s, so that was like, bef- maybe it was before the exorcist. Yeah, maybe it was, instead of say less, it was groovy. <laughs> I'm fucking guessing. That's a reach. Um, it was during a full moon. And their friends had read that you needed a full moon. All right. And they'd also read that you had to play on a solid wood table using crystal stemware. So like, see, crystal resonating, wood resonating, moon turned into a Saiyan beast. (laughs) 
with Scrabble letters arranged in a circle. So they sat out that old oak dining table using a crystal wine glass, and they had a bunch of Scrabble little letters on the table. So a makeshift O board. They made it on their own. Almost immediately after asking, is anyone there? Names of my mother's deceased family members were being spelled out. Parents, aunts, uncles, cousins. Some of the relatives were distant cousins that even my father hadn't heard of. My mother got very uncomfortable since the contact seemed to be focused on her alone. So she picked up and left the table. That's kind of like what happened with my mom. It like picked one person. Yeah, it, it, it probably, again, goes back to the, the strength. One person has the sight. Yeah. You know? Um, let's see. The remaining three people continue to call out the names being spelled, and all were relatives from my mother's side of the family. Some of the names were family nicknames that no one else knew. My mother's hair on the back of her neck was standing up and she got spooked and asked them to stop. See, she never went by a, an O-board again. I later learned that she walked away from a nurse's training scholarship after one year because she was so depressed, but also because she was having episodes of knowing when people had died. Um, in one instance, she almost famous walk... <laughs> I knew I couldn't do it. I was doing pretty good. In one instance, she almost fainted walking past a closed hospital room and sensing that her cousin was dead on the other side of the door. He had died unexpectedly, and his next of kin had not yet been notified. Fuck. She had no knowledge that he was ill or in the hospital that day. She had several of these experiences to the point where she was afraid to go near a morgue in the basement. I'm scared. To, I would be scared to do that even now. So I couldn't even imagine like getting these visions and then having to do that. That's why I put so many lights in the garage because I don't like going out there unless yeah. it's like well lit. Yeah, the garage has a creepy vibe to it. Yeah. Back to what we were saying. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I didn't, were you expecting me to laugh? No, I was just okay. like, yeah, I was thinking about it. Her mother had also had similar premonitions of knowing someone had died before getting the phone call. The O board was too close to the bone for my mom, and she never dabbled or even wanted to talk about what happened since. Of course, all her kids' friends played with a traditional set, and nothing of interest ever happened to us. I guess the paranormal connection stopped with her. Lucky them. I, you know, it's weird. Like, I, it's way more credible when people tell stories like that they were hesitant to tell. Cause I know, like, the things I experienced when I was little, I never talked about them, like, to any of my friends or even when they happened, because part of me was scared that it was going to happen again. Yeah. And then the other part of me is scared that people were. You don't want it to repeat was, itself. Yeah. And it's not worth you to say something out loud because you don't want to fun one for one thing, have it happen again. But two, at the expense of you, like getting it out, you don't want people to t think any differently of you. Yeah. Cause you don't want to, you don't want people to be like, Oh, that girl's crazy. She sees this or that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Just so this, for years, I never, until we started this, I never really talked about talked any of this. It. I opened up to you about like when we first started dating about things. And then I, yeah. I kind of freaked you out. And I was she like, was like, right. I, I, she basically told me that what's that movie? We were watching paranormal activity. I think. No, it wasn't that it was the other one with the, the, <laughs> That the one that you you like, it's starts with a C. 
Constantine? No. Fuck. Insidious? Yeah, I guess that's not the same, but in my head it's Insidious, the one and two. And we watched the second one, and then you mentioned basically a scenario that was exactly like Insidious, what you were saying. And we had just watched the movie, and I was like, oh, well, fuck, that's cool. I was already with it for like a year. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm glad you told me this a while ago. (laughs) That's fucking great. So now we sleep with the fucking lights on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just Just a closet light. We sleep with a clapper. And I don't mean to turn the lights on and off. And... What? Oh, I get it. Yeah, whatever that. Uh, yeah, we don't sleep with we don't sleep with mouse Pokemon, but we sleep with a clapper. <laughs> oh my god, leave me alone. Okay, let's read this last story so people will actually listen. Okay, this last one is from Zenandra O or Zero. After this experience, I had enough to quit using them forever. The worst one was when I was my when I was with my sister as a kid. My big sister never hung out with me or did anything with me. She was always too cool and proud to be around me. That makes me sad. Mm. World's smallest violin, but I was an older brother. I can't really talk. <laughs> She was very reluctantly, uh, she very reluctantly agreed to do an O board with me. I was only 11 or so. She was around 15. So whatever spirit we got was evil and hated her. It was slinging out horrible incense at her, spelling out words I didn't even know at the time and made the mistake of asking my mom about them later. Cunt, for example. <laughs> That's terrible. That board was calling her a cunt. I told you, like... Never use a word that you've never heard in, in a conversation before you look it up. Why? Like, when I was little, I told you I was watching <laughs> fucking Men in Black. And if you remember Men in Black, Will Smith directly calls one of the other officers a pudgy bastard <laughs> when he's when he's chasing him down. So me being a pudgy bastard at that age, I, I was in the McDonald's park or drive through with my dad. And I want to say it was after we were swimming. So I was real tired. I needed a big, juicy, fat burger for my belly. <laughs> So he had ordered and we're at the last, the second window where you pick up your food. And I forgot what he, I forgot what the guy said, but I basically said, thanks for the food, you pudgy bastard (laughs) to the guy. And I got in so much trouble. So never use that insult or never use a word until you really know what it is. Cause it could be a negative thing for you down the line. It's true. (laughs) No, because I've had conversations with people and they try to use like big words and the word means something like, It'll be like a sexual term or something, and they use it wrong, and I'm just like, uh, wait. <laughs> What's that movie, Something in Dave um, at the Wedding or whatever? We watched that recently where he's like confessing at the very end of the movie. He's like, I use big words in conversations all the time, <laughs> and I don't know what they mean. Well, with what to say, where they go to Hawaii with <laughs> yeah, the girls. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the funniest part. That's okay. me in a nutshell. Okay. All right, back to what I was saying. We had candles lit. Around the board. Um, the whole thing made my sister very upset, and she was convinced I was moving the piece. So she, I didn't even know these words, and she was pissed. We had candles lit around the board, and when they all suddenly went out, she screamed at me and kicked me out of her room. She thought I blew the candles out, but I had it. 
Sometime in the middle of the night, my sister came bursting into my bedroom crying really, really hard and going on about a phone call. Turns out the phone had rung, rang, and on the other line, she said it sounded like a very old man from very far away. She said it was like he was talking through a long tunnel or something. He was cursing at her and calling her all the names that the, the O-board spirit had been calling her. Just down the, not some old guy at the end of a tunnel. <laughs> what was he, what do you think he was, he was calling her? He was like, hey, you, you stupid bitch! <laughs> you big dumb bitch! <laughs> Summer, you dumb bitch. You fucking, you fucking, you fucking C-word. I don't even like saying that one. Yeah, that's not. Hey, but more like that, but muffled. You stupid. <laughs> like, uh, like, um, from workaholics. All right. She was shaking and asked to sleep in my bed with me. Never has she ever asked that. Her reaction was far too real for her to just be messing with me. She, little miss popular girl in school would have never cried to me at that point in our lives. She certainly never would have crawled into my bed. So I believed her. I had already had some other scary experiences with that board anyway. So that was the last time I touched them. Pause. This happened to you before? You were just like, <laughs> I can involve my sister into this and made her play? That's terrible. That is scary, especially the phone call. Like, if that's true. <laughs> yeah, the phone call with that old dude. It's just like, what's her? What's that movie where the old, where the old girl with the when the girl calls you and then you die in seven days? That's the ring. It's the ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I should know that. I'm sorry. Seven days. <laughs> Willie Mays. <laughs> seven days. Who's gay? <laughs> Oh my god, I love this series. But yeah, so what do you think about these boards? I, I think they're fucking terrible. Especially talking about that last story where he's talking on the phone call. You know how mad I would get at night if I just got a phone call and it was some old dude. He was like, hey, you stupid big idiot! You fucking dummy! You're not as smart as you think you are! I'm like... <laughs> he's like... <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, you fucking T-Rex arms over there. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think they're fucking horrible. I don't think you should play with them. Your hair looks stupid. I think there's enough movies and stories about how they can, how it can go wrong. There's also a bunch about that nothing ever happens, but I don't think it's a risk that you should take. Yeah. You don't want to be one of those sensitive types. I don't want to be sensitive. Neither do I. <laughs> See, it's all about the pause. Yeah, I think I used it wrong. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to our stories. Yeah, no, we really appreciate all the listeners. We've done a bunch of different things here while we've been quarantined to try to ease the use of you listening to us. We actually just recently created our website. So if you are interested, please go to somethingisnrightpodcast.com. It is awesome. I did my best. So if you have any feedback, I would love to hear it. Just be nice. Um, I'm, I'm sensitive. 
Yeah, he worked really hard on it, but it's finally up. So it's kind of easier to email us through there. And then yes. also all of our social media is on there. So our Instagram is on there. Something is a right podcast. Our Facebook and oh, my TikTok's not on there, but I post relevant. Co- I don't dance or do any of the cool TikTok stuff. I just post spooky things. Yeah. And my handle's at DNB92. She has some cool stuff on there. Um, also, if you are ever having trouble like um, finding a way to listen, we post our most recent episode on there directly, and it actually has a directive of our old episodes as well. So there's another way that you can listen directly if, let's say, you don't want to use Apple Music or you don't want to use uh, Spotify. Um, the last thing, too, um, directly for our email, it's info at somethingisntrightpodcast.com. So if you have any listener stories, we really want to hear them. If you have any suggestions, we would be happy to talk about any topics that you would want to go ahead and push through. So we are very much interested in all your feedback. Correct? Yes, uh, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, that's like the best thing you can do for us. If you can give us a review and share us with your friends and family, if you like the stuff that we put out, we really, 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 really appreciate it. Times 12. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Something Isn't Right podcast. <laughs> Wrong music page. Thank you again. <laughs>